Tonight's cryptid comes to us from the far-off lands of Illinois. That's right, Illinois is chocked with so many cryptids, it's insane. There's the Lake Michigan Sea Serpent, there's Thunderbirds, there's Abominable Swamp Slobs, there's the Coal Hollow Road Monster, and the Wolfman of Chestnut Ridge, and let's not forget the Einfield Poltergeist, which inspired The Conjuring 2 in the popular Conjuring franchise, if you didn't know. But we're not talking about any of those. Tonight, I bring you the Einfield Horror. Mm-hmm. Not to be mistaken with the Harrisburg Horror, which is what I refer to as that time that I wrestled a giant man in the streets of Harrisburg, Illinois. And if memory serves correct, it went pretty well for me. I think I saw some of those abominable swamp slobs there, but that's beside the point. The Einfield Horror. Mm. So the Einfield Horror was first seen on April 25th of 1973. That's right, the 70s. I started Hippie Land, man. So the first victim, if you want to call it that, to the Einfield Horror was a small boy by the name of Greg Garrett. Now, the Einfield Horror didn't mess him up too bad, just ripped his clothes up a little bit. And in, the, in a small time span, from ripping up the boy's clothes to scampering off to the next house, uh, Mr. Henry McDaniel is coming home from an evening out with his wife and the kids are at home and they walk in and the you know the, the kids are like hey dad the thing has been trying to get in the house which this is why why are children so ominously creepy just What is with that? That's why I don't, I, that's one of the driving forces behind me not having children is because I'm actually terrified of them. So the dad's like, ah, kids, right? So he doesn't think anything of it. And all of a sudden he hears a, a scratching at the door, right? He's like, whatever. It must be like a cat or a dog or something. So he goes to open up, he opens up the door to see what kind of cute little animal it is. And there, standing at four and a half feet tall stands the Einfield Horror. That's right, four and a half feet tall, two little arms with claws on it, three legs, and not in a dirty way, three actual legs, okay? It's standing there, four and a half feet, little teeth, and two pink eyeballs that look like little pink flashlights. And this thing's like... <laughs> so... McDaniels opens the door and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> I assume. So I, and the, here's the thing I say with most of these cryptids, like, why is it someone's first instinct to shoot it? 
I can't blame him for that one. <laughs> so McDaniels picks up his pistol and he takes aim and wow, he shoots the thing. Anyway, I started blasting. Bah, bah. Well, I don't see so good. And he says, I know for a fact I shot it. I know I hit it. It was right in front of me. The thing rolls and then gets up and it's just kind of like, and it runs off. Well, it bounds off. The, the Einfield Horror has the ability to leap 20 to 40 feet in a single bound. Small buildings and small children in a single bound. But... Mmm, <laughs> coffee. Oh. We're not even halfway through talking about the cryptid yet, and I've already finished the coffee. Good thing there's always more. Thanks, Petal Java. So, he sees the thing take off down the railroad tracks, and he's like, yeah, you better run. And he goes inside, and he calls the cops. And he's like, hey, cops, uh, this thing just attacked my family. So, the cops are like, sure, bud. We'll be right down there to check it out. I don't know, I assume that's how the cops talked in the 70s. They had, like, cigars and donuts and big mustaches and suits. That puts us in the ballpark, and it's Major League. So, the cops come down and check it out. Now, here's the thing. The cops did not believe them, surprise, surprise, when they called them on the phone. But when they arrived on the scene, they uh, actually had just gotten a call. So the Greg Garrett encounter, the little boy, was technically the first encounter that happened. But the first documented encounter happened with Henry McDaniel. Because about a half hour after the Henry McDaniel call came in, the Garrett call came in that he had been attacked just about a half hour prior to Henry coming home. So neighbors, so the thing attacked the neighbor kid and then ran next door to attack his kids, I guess. And then he shot it. Good on you, Henry. So the cops show up at the scene and they find footprints outside his house. There's three sets of paw prints. So the paw print looks like a dog print, right? A little dog print, except there's six toes instead of four. And the third print that tags just slightly behind the front two is just a little bit smaller. I guess that's his jumping leg. Here, oh, take my hand. Ah! <laughs> mm. Oh. So, Henry starts going around telling his story to everybody. Because he wants them to know he saw the Einfield Horror and to look out for it. The demon kangaroo. <laughs> Which is, damn, that's, that's a fun nickname they've given it to. Anyway, so Henry starts telling his tale to people. And all of a sudden this huge influx of monster hunters arrives into the town. Because obviously they also want to see the Einfield Horror. The sheriff gets so overwhelmed with the influx of people with guns and beer that he asks Henry, hey, could you shut up about your, about your stupid devil kangaroo? Shut up about the sun. Shut up about the sun. Because we can't handle all these fools. The last person to encounter the Einfield Horror was a gentleman by the name of Rick Rainbow, who was a radio DJ at in uh, Kokomo, down there, down there in Kokomo, Rick Rainbow, and his team went out just trying to, I guess, get some press, look for the monsters, so they're searching around the McDaniels residence out 
in the air, you know, not like in the guy's backyard, but in the vicinity of it. Now, Rick sees the Einfield Horror. Of course he did. Why, why wouldn't the radio host also see it? So he sees him off in the distance. He just so happens with his friends to capture an audio clip of the monster's voice. It's cry, it's scream. And then he played that, and other people started claiming to have also heard a similar cry, you know, near their properties. I scoured the internet for a clip of some kind of this animal's call. I could not find it. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That means maybe I just couldn't find it. So if you can find it, drop a link to it in the comments below or send it to me in my email over at thecreaturecorner at gmail.com. But I could not find the creature's call. I can only imagine by the way it looks, it kind of sounds like, <laughs> Hang on, let me... So. See? Totally probable. So... Ever since then, it hasn't really been seen. There was uh, something in, I think, the 1940s known as the Mount Vernon Devil, which had more of a baboon appearance. Uh, it's It could also leap 20 to 40 feet, but it's not really... I think that's a separate animal. They're trying to give it like a Jeepers Creepers feel, like it sleeps for 30 years and then returns. But... I don't, I, I'm not buying that one. I think this is just some weird, maybe ethereal, otherworldly, maybe even Lovecraftian creature, some eldritch being that was temporarily crossing through our realm, through the space-time continuum portals, and, you know, wham, bam, Kokomo, Walla Walla, Washington, there the thing is. You know, how do we know that's not what most of these cryptids are? Just beings passing through our time and space. I don't know, man. But for this one, since no one has seen... I, I, I don't know. I have a few... I've read a few accounts uh, of people more recently that uh, more are just afraid of the Einfield horror. Not so much that they've ever actually encountered it, but it is a story amongst locals out there. So if you are from Illinois and are familiar with the Ironfield Horror or have ever encountered it, you know where to send it. Tag you an email with friggin' uh, you know, cryptid stories. <laughs> captivating cryptids. Cap captivating cryptid tales. I don't know, man. Just send me a story about something that you of cryptid that you saw, uh, especially if it's the Ironfield Horror, to the creature corner at gmail.com or tag it below here, let me know in the comments, send it a message, whatever, and I'll tell your story. I will I'll tell your story here, man. I'll let it I'll let it be known that you saw the Ironfield Horror. Because I need to know. I need to know what this thing is. I'm going to start I'm I'm saying it now. I'm going to start cryptid hunts. It has uh I think that would be something safer to do right now since I can't really go other places, have conventions and things like that right now. Uh, I think I could socially distance while cryptid hunting. So I'm going to start doing some cryptid hunts, going to start doing maybe some possibly ghost hunts. I know a lot of people do that, so I don't want to encroach on that territory too much. But I do want to get more into that. 
uh, especially the cryptid hunting. Let's try to find some of these cryptids, man. Let's find out for real with our own eyeballs because I promise you, I, w I, I wouldn't lie to you. I always, I, I always feel like, you know, it wouldn't even matter if you did catch like a hundred percent evidence like you and Bigfoot like what up you know catching a live video with Bigfoot and somebody would be like yeah pff, dude in a dude in a mask thanks Patterson Gimli <laughs> okay yeah CGI <laughs> deep fake I, like at this point is it even worth it guys Stop hanging candy from trees to catch Bigfoots. This is totally separate topic. I'm sorry, but I've seen this several times that people are just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we hate Bigfoots are primates and they like sweets. So you hang the donuts and your suckers from the trees and then your Bigfoot comes along and it takes the bite or it licks. It asks itself, how many licks does it take to get to the center of Tootsie Pop? And then when it takes a bite of it, we will have a saliva sample of the Bigfoot and infinitive evidence that the Bigfoot exists. Stop it. <sighs> sorry. There you have it. The Einfield Horror. This week's Cryptid Corner Creature of the Week. And by the end of this month, we will have the Mythical Monster of the Month. Thank you all so much, you know, for joining into these videos. Thank you for tuning into this episode. This is the first episode I've edited all by myself. David and his lovely wife, Brianna, are on vacation right now, which they so much deserve and need and I hope they're having an awesome time and it's left me to edit my own videos so I hope I did David proud I hope I did an okay job and I bet you could tell that I edited this one on my own <laughs> please like I said in the beginning of the video go check out my friends at C3 Studios go check out Mallory Birch and Photography and of course go check out all my sponsors for the show everyone that supports this show like the Mystic Orb the Black Cat Outbreak on Main, Goblin Hoss. And H3 Power TV. That's right. Thank you to everybody. And until the next time, be sure to creep those eyes peeled, my funky fiends. Because there's always more coffee and more creepy ghouling on in the Creature Corner. Boo-bye. <laughs>